Welcome to Mattern Talks, the podcast of Mattern, unbiased support services analysts and cost recovery experts. Mattern provides firms with unbiased strategies that measurably improve the efficiency and cost effectiveness of in-house and outsourced back and middle office services. Today, we are talking to founder and president of Mattern, Rob Mattern, and consultant, Kyle Reese, about administrative services, the impact of COVID-19, and what changes firms should make now and in the future. Rob and Kyle, thank you for joining us today. Maybe it's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited uh, for the conversation. Okay, Rob, uh, why don't you start off and give us some background? Okay, before we begin and start talking about the impact of COVID on the administrative services, I always think it's important to define exactly what we're gonna be talking about, the areas of the firms um, that we work with. Because a lot of firms call different areas different things. So when we talk about administrative services, we're really talking about document processing, otherwise known as uh, word processing, administrative support, you know, time entries, so on like that, accounts payable, secretarial support, uh, a little bit higher level of um, administrative tasks, legal, and business research, that's LexisNexis and Westlaw, and then creative and, and marketing desktop publishing. So again, when we're talking about administrative services, they're the areas that we're talking about. Obviously we have the back office, copy mail and something like that. Also uh, this area is known as the middle office services. So Kyle, what has been the impact of COVID-19 on these areas? And law firms overall? I think, you know, law firms have been impacted by COVID much like we've all been impacted in our personal lives and certainly our professional lives as we're trying to kind of make our way through it. And I think firms have learned, you know, a couple of key things. Uh, they very quickly had to learn and become flexible with all aspects of their firm business from client interactions to back office processes and how those interactions and processes are performed. I think along with that, they had to uh, quickly learn and decide whether or not where those services were being performed and how they were being you know, delivered to the firm uh, really made any difference in terms of on-site, off-site, whether it mattered if it was 2,000 miles away, as long as the work was getting done, was getting done correctly, and was getting done timely. Uh, additionally, the firm certainly had to learn alternative methods to, to getting the work completed, and that, and that took on you know, different, different forms and different shapes for, for each firm. Do you centralize all of your support services in your headquarters office and you know, support all of the, the other offices from, from one center? Or do you have mail delivered to you know, one location and then scanned from there to all the other locations? So a lot of things that the firm learned throughout the pandemic and continue to learn. Excellent points. When it comes to looking at administrative services and how to manage them going forward, a lot of firms are interested in possibly outsourcing these services. Some firms have already. Other firms are starting to take a look at it. The firms that have outsourced are looking to improve it. The key thing when you take a look at outsourcing any function and the benefit that really drives a lot of this is looking at reduced costs. A higher level of expertise that the outsourcing providers should bring to the table. Reduce management on behalf of the firm for example, you know, instead of worrying about how many employees you have on site that day, the outsourcing provider is taking care of that. You still have to manage it, no doubt about it, but it's a different level of management. 
It also gives you the ultimate flexibility to upgrade, downgrade staff, delete staff when you don't need it, delete equipment, if the contracts are structured right. And really, and all these benefits are based upon uh, what we say is outsourcing done right. A lot of firms haven't done that. And I'll give you some statistics in a second. And then in regards to, you know, we get asked a question, hey, what services can I outsource? Well, the criteria that we use is it has to be definable, quantifiable, has to have some type of measurement involved and able to get a scope around it. And it has to be able to be tracked and reported. You know, if you have some type of ambiguous position, first of all, that's a, a warning sign. And also too, it's very, very difficult to outsource those types of positions. You know, Altman Wild comes out with a survey every year on back and middle office and administrative services. And from 2016 to 2019, approximately half the firms, 50%, would not rate their outsourcing engagements as successful. And in 2016, it was less than 40%. So really, half the firms are not happy with what they have outsourced, which is pretty surprising. So we're going to give you some tips later on on how to ensure that you are happy if you elect to go down this outsourcing road. Now, again, we're talking about outsourcing here, and we're unbiased, and we're going to talk about improving things in-house. Kyle, can you improve your administrative services without outsourcing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think we've seen firms that elect to go that route. And I, I think the way that we approach those types of uh, engagements with our clients is really the same whether they're going to outsource or, or keep it in-house. The, the process for, for doing so and you know, driving efficiency in those administrative service areas is really the same, uh, you know, regardless of whether it goes to an outsource provider or it stays in-house. Okay. If I do want to go down that outsourcing road, and I touched upon this earlier. How do I ensure the success? Because that's a pretty big stumble. If I outsource my word processing or the administrative task for secretarial support and it doesn't work, that's a pretty big oops. What do I have to do to make sure that's successful? That's a great question. And, and I think the success of any sort of outsourcing engagement really starts at the very beginning. Firms have to have a specific and detailed set of criteria that they're going to use to evaluate, uh, you know, whatever service provider that they end up, you know, selecting. Uh, having that detailed, specific set of criteria allows a firm to stay focused, uh, you know, on, on what's important to them during the whole process of, you know, vetting the different service providers, doing the analysis, you know, hearing from them in interviews, and you know, throughout again throughout that whole process, at the end allows them to to make a good decision based on criteria that they set at the very beginning. I think along with that comes, you know, once a service provider is selected, then making sure that there are detailed and specific performance standards that have the specifics of what services will be performed, how they'll be performed, when, and, you know, what, what percentage of those need to be done timely and correctly uh, as a part of the agreement. That all leads to then having a reporting structure that the service provider will, will provide on a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, and a yearly basis that will, you know, show the firm this is how we did in these areas. Uh, that translates again to a scorecard, which the firm would then use to assess whatever penalties were a part of the contract. You know, scorecards with penalties 
uh, I think are key to ensuring success of the service provider and, and certainly making sure the firm's objectives are met. And I think it's important that we, we kind of pause for a second and make sure we point out that when we talk about scorecards and penalties, you know, this isn't meant to be any sort of punitive action against a, a service provider, but the reality is that there needs to be some some teeth behind agreement and, you know, this makes sure that the service providers are providing what they've agreed to provide. And if they don't, there is a financial penalty involved. Okay. And folks, just so you're aware, that's coming from a former service provider employee that he believes that scorecards with penalties is the way to go. And that's something that we advocate. Okay. Just moving forward, we're getting hit a lot with work from home type situations and how best to service these people. And also too, what do I do with the abundance of MFDs and printers I have throughout my firm that are just sitting there gathering dust? It's really another great question, and it's probably at the forefront uh, of most legal administrators' minds right now. You know, as we kind of are at this point in the pandemic and, you know, whatever whatever the firms are going to do moving forward and how that, you know, new normal, as we, as we call it, uh, how that's going to look, you know, a couple of key things firms need to look at for the work at home segment. Understanding, defining, and outlining the flow, like the workflow that those work from home groups are, are utilizing to not only interact with people that are in the office, but, you know, other work from home employees that, um, you know, traditionally we've never really, you know, this discussion seems very basic because you're all in the office, you can all work together. It's just how it goes. Now we have certain groups at home, certain groups in the office, sometimes those rotate. So certainly something that firms need to address you know, in terms of, of the work at home segment. Uh, supplies, an, another area where I think we've traditionally taken that for granted, where you normally you're able to go down the hall and grab something out of a supply closet. Well, those employees that are now working from home still need certain supplies to, to function. And many, many examples over the last few months that, that we were able to, uh, you know, assist firms and, and help with that their service providers or supply, office supply providers uh, have been able to come up with some solutions to service those at-home workers as opposed to just having things sent to the firm and then the firm then shipping them to somebody's home. And then along the same lines is service. And, and, you know, firms really need to have a plan in place to quickly and efficiently provide technical service and support to the work-from-home groups. You know, I think this is particularly uh, important when it comes to printers, whether they're, you know, the the employee's own printers or a firm-provided printer. And there's a lot of benefits to having, you know, that plan in place up front. In terms of your question, Rob, about MFDs and printers, uh, everybody is over-equipped right now. That's just the nature of being in the office one day and then and then really having nobody in the office the next. And I think one of the things that, that we're certainly seeing is uh, firms ask that question, like, what do we do? First and foremost, firms should absolutely take advantage of whatever flexibility options they have in their current contracts. And moving forward and, and building an agreement for an uncertain future, uh, as a part of that, flex is certainly a big part of that. But looking to build high, a high percentage of flexibility into those contracts, firms need to look at what they really need and not necessarily what's convenient for them. And I think the last piece of that is supporting the work from home segment. Firms should really have specific language in their agreements with their their service providers, outlining how the service provider is going to support uh, printers for the work at home segment. Okay, um, all excellent points. A lot of good practical uh, tips there. Kyle, thank you very much. Well, I tell you, folks, I hope we gave you a good overview of what the administrative services outlook is for the foreseeable future in regards to either helping firms improve it in-house, or if you want to outsourcing, making sure that you do intelligently and do it so that you ensure the success of that outsourcing project. So at this point, I want to turn it over to Libby 
we wrap it up. Okay, that's perfect, Rob. We have come to the end of the episode. For more information on the future of administrative services, please email us at info at matternassoche.com, and I'll spell that out for you. It's info at mattern, and then A-S-S-O-C dot com. Rob, Kyle, thank you both for your time. It's our pleasure. Thank you, Libby. We'll see you next time on Mattern Talks. <laughs>